Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. But this is the thing I want to be talking about. We're in a brand new series called Known. We are unlocking your heavenly identity. We're going to be talking. You got your note sheet. Don't jump ahead. But from now on, for this month, we are going to be talking about understanding who you are, what you've been made, and these in him realities are going to change your life forever. I want you to know this, that your life is getting ready over these, I told you the beginning of the year, God said 2023 was the year that the church understands who they are in Christ better than ever before. So I'm in a pocket of explanation that creates revelation for you to become what I'm saying about you. So you could have been, you could have been saved for 50 years, okay? And this series, this month, will unlock revelatory knowledge to you you could not get all your life because God's touching it he pulls the veil back and lets us discover who we really are in Christ now it's gonna it's gonna radically uh change your life one two it is gonna it is gonna flush religion out of you like never before the purity of the gospel is gonna flush the religiosity out of your spiritual condition and your mind. The purity of the truth of Christ and what he's going to reveal to you is going to give you a better understanding than ever before of who you are and what you can do in Christ Jesus. So now when you look at these truths, they might seem um, hard to grasp at first. They might seem to be too good to be true at first. They might seem to be... um, kind of almost cross-graining your theology of who you think you are and what you think you can do. And I never heard that before, or I've never seen that before. Or can I, here's a big one. Can I believe that about me? Uh, You don't know what kind of sin I'm in. Can I believe what the Bible says about me? And all the answers to that are yes and amen. When I start showing you this truth, The faster you adapt this truth to your life, the faster your spiritual journey with God will increase. And that is what we must remember. Remember this. You and I were not born again of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed, which is the word of God. Now, I want to explain that. Go with me to 1 Peter 2.23. They're on your note sheet. The Amplified Classic is what I'm using. And the scriptures say this. You have been regenerated or you have been born again. Now that means, I'm going to explain it in a minute. Not from mortal origin, seed or sperm, but from one that is immortal by the ever living and lasting word of God. Now what he's saying is this, okay? It was the word of almighty God that was injected into the spirit of man to bring about the new birth in your life. I'm going to say that again, but I want you to see this. When he said in 1 Peter, you were born not of natural man or sperm like a baby's developed, 
That's a flesh life. That's this physical life, right? Your body. He said, you were born again of the spirit. That is a miracle manifestation that comes from you believing in Jesus. That's the born again experience. How were you born by the word of God? You heard the word of God being preached. You might be hearing this for the first time, that if you receive Jesus with the heart and confess him with the mouth, Romans chapter 10, thou shall be saved. What does that mean? Saved means soteria. It is a Greek word, which means healed, delivered, provided for, set apart, sanctified, complete unto God. You're a brand new you. Now, here is where the, the, the quantum leap, per se, in the mind has to take place. What do you mean? Now, listen, listen, listen. I know some of you are like, I heard that stuff. You know, I know I'm born again. Then why are you sweating life? Why you got worries? Why you got concerns? Why are you sweating it? Why are you thinking this? Why are you thinking that? Why are you frustrated? Why? See what I'm saying? Even though we're born again, we got to walk in the revelation of what we've been made in Christ Jesus, that's a little process of developing your mind and renewing it. And we're going to talk about it, but you got to see this. Okay, let's go back to the beginning so I can understand who I am. I was born again and you were born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed. That is from the word of God. So what happened was this. We heard the word of God Somebody preached to you or you came to church and you got an opportunity to accept it. That word now, the word of God was injected into your spirit, the real you, and created the new birth in your life. Okay? The word is in you right now. You're hearing the word. But you are the one who must be willing to allow it to work in you. You got to learn how to yield to it. Okay, it says this, if so be that you have heard and were taught by Jesus that you would what? You would put off concerning the former conversation. Here's the renewing process, guys. Here's the Romans 12, 1. We're going to go there in a minute. Okay, here's what we would do. Look at Ephesians 4, 20, King James. Okay, this is a very important scripture because what it reveals to me and you is this, is that if you, so, if you have so learned Christ, this would be the behavior pattern. So now what we got to do is this, okay? I have a mind, a will, emotions. Um, I want to do what I want to do. I want to say what I want to say. But the Bible says, if you're born of that word, that word of God, now that word of God starts becoming the governor of your life. But that's because you consciously make it the governor of your life. If so be that you've heard of him, put off the former, look, but you have not so learned Christ, 420. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him, and as the truth is in Jesus, you would put off concerning the former conversation. That means I'm not going to talk like I used to talk because now I got a new way to talk. That's training. That's reprogramming. That's take information in and now allow my life to be governed by this new information. Because I was, I was cussing. Look, man, when I was lost, I was cussing. I was fighting. I was yelling. I was screaming about it. I was, I was acting ugly. I was a mess, right? 
But here's the thing. Now I got, I, I was in unforgiveness. I was in bitterness. I was in hate. I'm lost, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you forgive people right away lost? No way, man. I was like, man, I, man forget about it. I got, I picked up, please stop, right? I was like, man, I ain't forgive, forgive you. Bump that, man. I was, I was, I was cussing at people and ornery. You weren't like that lost? I meant forgive and turn the other cheek. Punch you in the head. I ain't forgiving you and turn the other cheek. Who, who live by that? Uh, oh, oh, give, give, and it shall be given. I was giving nothing. I was trying to get all mine and get that. Come on, man. Stop. This word reprograms your thinking, but if you don't allow it to reprogram your thinking, you'll stay like the old you. Now, I might have been generous, but I wasn't giving like I'm giving now. Come on. I might have been nice, but I was living by a moral standard and not a godly standard. Okay? And look what he says in verse 23. It, uh, let's start 22. But put off concerning the former conversation. The old man. What do you mean the old man? which is corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Put on a new man. What's about you talking about? Old man, new man, what man? What are you talking about? What does this stuff mean? Well, when you were born out of, out of the womb, Nicodemus said it best. When Jesus came to Nicodemus, Nicodemus is a cool dude. Nicodemus was a religious leader of the day, and Jesus came to him and said, Nicodemus, what's up? And he, Jesus tells Nicodemus, right, in John chapter 8, he said, you got to be born again. And Nicodemus said, how am I going to go back in the womb? And you know, I'm going to come back out? Like Nicodemus was real, talking real, you know. Like Jesus said, nah. He said, you got to be born again of the spirit. And he said, Nicodemus, listen, I understand that's hard for you to understand. But you don't know which way the wind blows. You can't see it. But you see the effect of the wind when the trees are, are moving. You don't see the wind. You see the effect of the wind. What he was saying was, you don't see the Holy Ghost. You see the effect of the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? If we go outside, we've got all these trees around here. You, you don't see the wind per se. You see the effects of the wind. That's what he's trying to get Nicodemus to see. This spirit life has now affected your walk, has affected your talk, has affected your behavior, has affected your life. And some of you are like, oh, you know what? Oh, you know what? I'm not. You just got to better. Listen, you ain't a problem, man. Maybe you backslid or maybe you're messed up or maybe you're knee deep and crazy. I don't know. Oh, you ain't, you ain't that. You're one step away, man. Stop beating yourself up and realize this. I can help you. That's why I'm your coach, man. I just got a call. I just had a call this very week to help launch this coaching system that I'm going to come alongside you and I'm going to train you. Everybody in Relevant Church, I'm going to come alongside of you and train you. Ah, you're going to become a you can become a, I'm pumped, spiritual giant because you ain't, you ain't jacked up. You ain't messed up. You ain't caught up. All you need is just a little encouragement to know this. If we could just make a little step, just a little switch upstairs, just a little switch. I could say, nah, man, I could come alongside of you and help you. Man, this thing's going to work. That's what Jesus did with Nicodemus. He said, Nicodemus, he said, hey, Nick, chill out, bro. You don't know what you're doing right now, but you see the wind. It makes the trees move, but you don't really see the wind. You've seen the effect of it. Hey, guys, you know what? You maybe don't see that word, 
But if you put that word first, that word will start affecting the way you think. It'll start affecting the way you dream. It'll start affecting the person you believe you can be. It changes everything about you. It's in the little things that God can transform your life. And that's what you got to remember. Because some of you are like, I don't think I can do it. None of us can do it. That's why we need God. That's why he gave us his word. When you got the word, you know for sure you can do it. Because look what he said. Put on the new man. That's that new man born of the word of God. Jesus put the word on and became flesh. You're going to put the word on and become walking word flesh. God almighty, walking word flesh. He said, what you say, Pastor Chris? I said, you're going to be walking word flesh. Woo, come on, somebody. You're going to put the word on. Walk it out and be what God said you can be and do what God said you can do. Oh, there's a little adjustment. It ain't hard. That's why you come to church. That's why I'm going to help you do it. I'm going to help you do it, and you're going to do it. And you put on that new man, which is created in righteousness. True. Wherefore, put away. And then he tells you the behavior pattern in this new man. Put away lying. Speak every man the truth. We are members one of another. And then the character development starts. But here's what I need you to look at. Number one thing you need to remember, and I got six points, so I got to knock these out. Transformation means to change into another person. That is what this overall knowledge of unlocking your heavenly identity is all about. Known. What is it about? I am going to change into another person. I, am a, I was naturally man and a natural-minded man, and now I'm a spiritual man, and I'm going to work the process of renewing my mind to become what God has called me to become. And so are you. Look at Romans 12, 1 and 2. Y'all know this scripture. It's supernatural. Amen. I beseech you therefore, brethren, right, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, holy acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you can prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is how you become the person you want to be through the power of transformation. I don't want to be that old guy. Nobody does. You want to be the new man. Come on. How do I apply the new man realities to my life and your life? I'll tell you exactly how you do it. You know what you do? You renew your mind. Be not conformed, but be ye transformed through the renewing of your mind. That means you take biblical knowledge, put it in your heart, and allow your heart to explain to your mind how to respond, to explain to your will how to go, how to explain to your emotions what to be. It's remember this. It has to become a new way of thinking and a new attitude towards life. That is powerful. It has to become a new way of thinking and a new attitude attitude towards life because remember this you cannot you cannot it is impossible to be the person you want to be without allowing the word of God to transform your life I can't think like that I can't speak like that I can't do I can't because the word of God now has put the constraint on me to reprogram my behavior patterns and once you get there, you can change your life. So I'm going to show you how to do it, right? Because here's the most important thing. Here's a big one. It's a big one. Point number two is probably life-changing. I never said this point before with you. Write this down. What's in your notes? Point number two. We have authority to act like new creations. That right there is a, that right there will change 20 years of your life. You might say, yeah, Pastor Chris, I see all that stuff in the Bible, but I can't do that. 
Yeah, Pastor Chris, I see that it says I'm all this in a bag of chips, but I can't do that. I see the Bible says I can walk in love, but I can't do that. I see the Bible says I can forgive, but I can't do that. But I see the Bible said I can give. I'm so cheap, I can't give. I see, but you know what the doctor said? Doctor said I got so much stuff, they don't even know how to diagnose it. I got so much junk. I can't do that healing thing. Let me explain something to you. You have the authority to live in that new creation reality. That's what the Bible said. Now, here's the power of the authority of the new birth. What's that? Hebrews 2.14. Now, watch this now. He's explaining. Says what? For as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself took part of the same. Jesus partook of flesh and blood. So you could partake of spirit in life. Now you better get that. He's saying, I know what you're saying. I'm just a human. Nah, 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 nah. He took your human you and put you on the cross with his spiritual him. And now you became the spiritual you. You need to be in the earth. Somebody better shout in the house of God. Come on, what you mean? Listen, for me to be a partaker of spirit and life, you must take the responsibility of standing in the place of authority as a new creation in Christ Jesus. That's what you are. You are the one in authority over your life. It's your responsibility and my responsibility to put off the old man, the unregenerated man that you were before you accepted Jesus. The Holy Spirit, watch this, the Holy Spirit will work in you, but you must make the decision to allow him to do it. He's a gentleman, man. He ain't going to come in here and bulldoze you. You got to do it. You bad. You got to do it. Nah, man. Holy Ghost like, you want to do it, do it. You don't want to do it, don't do it. But you're losing out on life if you ain't doing it. The Holy Spirit is ready. God never forces his will on anybody. You got to put off the old man. How in the heaven can you put off? Woo! I felt the holy. How are you going to put off the old man if you didn't have the power to do it? Resurrection power has given you the ability to put off the old man it's an insult to god to say i can't do it you tell me what he did on the cross didn't give you enough power to put off the old man renew your mind i can't do it what audacity do we have to even say that he did on the cross and now you can't renew your mind you got authority to renew your mind. Oh, I can't all oh, my flesh. My flesh got the best of me. Baloney. Tell your flesh the cross of Jesus Christ gave me the same resurrection power that raised him from the dead. Is the same resurrection power in me today, setting me free from everything trying to hold me back. I've been empowered by the word. See, it's a revelation. But you got authority for all of it. Jesus cannot ask you to do something that he did not already give you the ability to do. That make him a liar and kind of weird. Go live a life you can't live. No, he can't ask you to do something he ain't never gave you the power to do. My God in heaven, he gave you the power to do it. He gave you the ability to do it. He gave you the anointing to do it. He gave you the favor, the grace, the go. Oh, come on, somebody. All you got to do is accept what he's done. You put off the old man. 
You use the word of God and renew your mind. You put on the new man. You do what you got to do because God gave you the ability to do it. So how do I do it? Find any situation you face, apply the word of God, and go for it. You ever ask yourself about this stuff? What? What is my identification with Christ? Point number three. What is my identification with Christ? What does this stuff mean? You know, you like heavenly identity, identification. What does it mean? That's why you come to a church like this. I'm going to teach the word of God, and you're going to learn who you are. If you don't want to accept it, just keep coming, man. Sooner or later, it'll rub off. You know what I'm saying? It's got to rub off sooner or later, man. It will. It's okay. It's a lot. You know, like I train you pretty hard. So we are dealing with one of the most unknown facts of identification. One of the most unknown facts in the church is identifying with Christ. Because we talk out of this different place. We don't need to be talking out of man. Half the stuff, you know, the one day is kind of ornery, but I was like, man, half the stuff we hear in books and stuff, man, all, if we just became doers of the word, we wouldn't need all this encouragement in all these other areas from some self-help stuff if we became doers of the word of God. I'm just telling you, that's my brand wagon. I said it, you know, you can't get mad about it. What does identification mean? Write this down. It's in your notes. Just highlight it. It means our complete union with him and his substitutionary sacrifice. And that means when Jesus went to the cross, he was the substitute for me and you. And that's where the exchange took place. So he took our place through his substitutionary death. He, was, he paid the ransom and we took his place. So that's a miracle, man. So he stood in the gap. He became sin. So we become righteous, and it all happened in the cross, okay? For instance, I've been crucified with Christ. That's our identification. When we see Christ in his crucifixion, we identify we were crucified with him. Does that make sense? I have been crucified with Christ. Were you there? No, but we were there in spirit in his body. Now, that's a stretch of faith, but I died with Christ. I was buried with Christ. I suffered with Christ. I was made alive with Christ. Now I'm seated with Christ. This with thing is the key to unlocking the hidden truth of a vital importance. Now, I understand it takes faith. Well, what in the Bible doesn't take faith? Well, Pastor Chris, I wasn't there. Well, as far as Jesus, now this is where you have to listen to me and trust me. Okay? Now this is going to go over big. I wasn't there. In God's eyes, you were. I don't know if I could believe that about me. Well, you better start because it's true. Substitutionary sacrifice. So identification is basically this. I don't, don't, don't think about what you think about right now. Just pause. Jesus' substitution on the cross was your exchange of identification. You left being you the minute you got born again and stepped into him. He right then and there goes, you were on the cross. This is going to blow some of you out, but I, I hope you're ready for it. These hands were crucified. This side was pierced. This 
That'll stretch you right there, man. Can I even think like that? I died with him. I rose with him. And I'm seated with him. Well, if you're in him and he puts you there, why wouldn't you want to discover who you really are? I didn't say it. He said it. I've spent my entire life just trying to believe it. And when you start seeing it, it's almost too good to believe. Because it is too good. And you can believe it. That's where he wants you. Don't leave there. Force your mind to believe it. Force your will to conform to it. Force yourself. Because it's your position he gave you. He didn't have to. He chose to. So stress stresses you out like almost a little bit like, man, can I even think like that? Can I, can I even believe like that? Is it okay? Is it okay to? It is. That's what identification means. We study these steps whereby redemption was given to us in Christ from the time of crucifixion to his resurrection. When Christ descended into heaven with his own blood, he obtained eternal redemption for us upon the basis of his substitutionary death and resurrection on our behalf. That's where you find in Hebrews 9. Now look at Hebrews 9. We're going to read 11 through 15. King James, uh, King James is fine. It's a, it's, a, it's a good read. You need to get there. Now this is going to help us solidify what I just said to you because we have to have scriptural evidence. This is not me just coming up here with some whacked out idea like, oh, just believe me because I said so. No, this is me with scriptural proof of who you are in Christ. A lot of guys don't want to venture out here because it's like, well, you know, Pastor Chris, no, no, I got scriptural proof for everything. So why would I, why am I going to hold this back? How big of a jerk would I be if I'm trying to hold this back from people because it might, might be too much for them to grasp? Oh, no, let's leave them just bound up the rest of their life and not tell them who they are. Yeah, okay, forget it. But Christ... Being come an high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of buildings. He's talking about his body. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Do you see why we could take this place? Because the blood of Jesus from the cross put you there. Now, you need to meditate on that for a minute. What did he say? Look at 9 and 12. He entered in once and for all the holy place with his blood, having obtained for us what? Redemption. Eternal redemption. Transfer. We've been redeemed from death, made alive to God, the new birth existence. That is the place, the blood of Jesus put you in. That is the place where the blood of Jesus brought you to. That is the place where the blood of Jesus has now given you proper position for eternity. Man, you better get that. Gotta get that. That'll, that'll, that'll take you deep 
Amen? That'll take you deep, man. Some stuff. When Christ sat down at the Father's right hand, man had been perfectly redeemed because he had been what? Legally identified with Christ in his redemptive work. You better pull that in now. When Christ sat down at the Father's right hand, man had been perfectly what? Redeemed because what? He had been legally identified with Christ in his redemptive work. Man. Perfectly redeemed because he had been legally identified. Woo! With Christ in his redemptive work. Did you get that? That's the place that redemption put us in. Now, this was not your plan. But guess what? Who cares? This is your place. Take it. Renew your mind to it. Walk in it. Acknowledge it. Trust it. Be transformed by it and allow it to transform your world. That is what you got to do. You got to go there. I know it seems like a stretch, but you have to start taking the application of the word of God and placing a renewing of your mind in the area where you need change. Because I'm telling you this, if you do not allow yourself to go there mentally, you will live beneath that place in the earth for existence, for your entire existence. And that is not what you want to do. So here's the thing. Number four, what is the law of identification? Pastor Chris, you said it's a law. It's absolutely a law. The law of identification is found in Romans 8, 1 and 2. I'm going to read it in a minute. What does that mean? That means that the power of God in you through the new birth, has now created a law of identification through faith. That the moment you and I hear the word of God, we have the option to operate in the law of faith, which connects us to the law of identification in Christ Jesus, therefore giving us access to a life, ability, transformation, power, stuff you ain't never seen before. But if you're a rejecter, in faith, you'll forfeit the benefits of the law and this thing will not work out the way it needs to work out in your life. I want to explain it. So go with me. I think I put it in the Amplified Classic is what I did. And um, I want to look at this um, for the law of the spirit of life. We could just get right there real quick. Eight Romans 8, 1 and 2. For the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new beginning has set you free from the law of sin and death. Right there, that's perfect. For the law, everybody say the law of the spirit of life and the law of sin and death. Okay? There's two laws. The law of sin and death, the law of the spirit of life in Christ. Okay? Now, faith accesses the law of the spirit of life in Christ. Doubt accesses the law of sin and death, okay? So when you hear the word of God and you go, oh, I can't do that, your doubt has now activated a law. You can't come out of the law until you get in faith. There's no change for that person. So be in agreement and be an acceptor. It's the legal side of redemption, guys, the identification. 
if you choose to be a rejecter. So now watch this. The law of the Spirit. There is, you know, it says in the King James, there is therefore now no condemnation in them that are in Christ Jesus, but the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. That's what it's saying right here. So there's a law. Everybody look. There's a law of the Spirit of life in Christ, and there's a law of sin and death. It's connected to the Word of God. So when circumstances show up, you're going to either operate the law of spirit of life or the law of sin and death. Doubt is what you receive when you do not receive the faith side. So if you go, ah, so if you go right now, I got a doctor's report that's off the wall. You hear, by his stripes you're healed, right? Where are you going to identify, Adam or Jesus? Adam, sin and death. Jesus, life and peace, Holy Spirit. The moment you say, I cannot receive that, you got doubt. Doubt now connected to the law of sin and death, and therefore you cannot get changed. You ain't going to get good results there, bro. So identification is based on faith. So you go, man, I don't see how you're going to turn this thing around, God, but I'll tell you what I am going to do. I'm going to believe, and the moment you access faith through belief, you unlock the law of what? Life, spirit, and life. That's where change can come. Identification is based on faith. So if you choose to identify with you, you're in trouble. You got to identify with Christ. This is how you grow. So what you do is go, I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't really care. I'm just going to believe it. And then what happens is you have the, 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 the faith to access the law of the spirit of life. It's a law. The law of identification is just believe it. Don't worry about how he's going to do it. Don't get all caught up in your head with, oh, he got to do this, oh, he got to do that. Don't worry about all that. He'll figure it out. Just stay in the right law and get the right results. Amen? That's big. It's the legal side. And unveils to me and you, this identification is the legal side of redemption. It unveils to us what God did in Christ for us. From the time he went to the cross until he sat down at the right hand of the Father. It's the vital side of redemption is what the Holy Spirit through the word is doing in us now. See it? Where do you see that? Galatians 2.20. Passion reads the best. You know, we read this scripture. I love this scripture. I think it's one of the, one of the most challenging scriptures for you and I again. My old identity has been co-crucified with the Messiah and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one, you and God. My new life is empowered by faith that accesses the law. This law he's trying to get you to identify here with the son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. The key to unlock this great life is through the law of identification. You understand that? You have to start being one with what he said you are. Why is that? Number five, because Christ became one with us in sin that we might become one with him in righteousness. Christ became one with us in sin now we can become one with him in righteousness. That is the substitutionary place that the cross gave me and you. We were sinners. 
we were messed up. He was righteous. He was right standing with God. He did everything in the earth right. We did everything in the earth wrong. He gave us his righteousness on the cross. We gave him our sin on the cross. And that is where the greatest exchange of life ever took place. Now, the question at hand is, have you identified yourself as being the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Look at this. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, passion reads clear. I promise you. Love this. Look at this. Now, if anyone is enfolded, I like that. Has anyone been enfolded into Christ? He has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. And God has made all things new, reconciled unto us himself, and given us the ministry of reconciliation to others. In other words, it was through the anointed one, that's Jesus, that God was shepherding the world, not even keeping records of their sin, transgressions or sins. And he entrusted to us the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. Ain't that good news? He became as we were. This is me talking now. He became as we were to the end that we might become as he is now. He became one with us in death that we might become one with him in life. The twofold oneness. First, his oneness with our sins on the cross. Second, our oneness with him in the glory on the throne. Woo! Come on. And raised us up with him. And that's Ephesians 2 6, in case you want to get fancy. And raised us up with him. You want to see it? Pop it up on the screen. They're going to see it. And raised us up with him and made us sit with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He became as we were, so we might become as he is. He died to make us alive. He made, he was made sin to make us righteous. He became weak to make us strong. He suffered the shame to give us the glory. He went into hell in order to keep us and take us to heaven. He was condemned in order that we could be justified. He was made sick in order that healing could be ours. He was cast out of the presence of God in order to make us welcome there. That was Jesus. Did you hear what I just said? He was cast out of the presence of God. Yes, he was. So why? So we could come into the presence of God. In fact, identification, we have one of the richest faces in the world called redemption. Now, here it is. And don't you forget this. Point number six, what he was made in crucifixion, we were made to reverse in resurrection. Oh, my God. You better read that. Read that. Read it. What he was made in crucifixion, flip it, we were made in resurrection. He was made sin, we became righteous. He was made sick, we became well. He was made lack, we became rich. He was made broken, we've been made whole. The exchange took place on the cross. So now you say, I need to get that. You already got it, you just got to discover where it is. One of the greatest revelations you could get 
is the understanding of who you are in Christ. That's what we're going to work on. So let me ask you a question. What real circumstances am I kind of trapped in that I'm not already out of? What circumstances, situations, things of life, am I not maybe trapped in right now, but I'm already out? Because positionally, I already won. Positionally, I am victorious. Positionally, greater ones living in me. Positionally, it's all mine. My identification is only found in victory. So all you got to do is hold on in faith in the earth and you will see the results of what my heavenly identity has already given me even on the earth trying to tell me that's not who you are. I'm going to leave you with this. Don't ever second guess what God has made you because of your experiences in the earth. Don't ever second guess what God has given you because your experience is in the earth. Don't ever second guess if you've really been made what God said you are made because of your experiences in your earth. Because everything you see in this earth is temporal. It's all subject to change. I promise you this. You're going to take these truths. You're going to start applying them to your life. And you're going to start seeing this word transform your whole entire being. This is going to be the year you discover who you are in Christ and your heavenly identity is going to reveal unto you even greater than ever before what you are, what you can do, how you can be, and how you're going to transform your world. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, for change and transformation. I thank you, Lord, that this series is changing our life. I thank you that our heavenly identity is being revealed. I thank you, Father, there's people in this room right now, they got to make a choice to change. And I know you're giving them the power and the ability to do it through your word and through your love. Father, we love you and we praise you. We magnify that wonderful name of Jesus. And we thank you for today. Thank you, Father, for this word. They have eyes to see. They have ears to hear. They have a heart to understand. And they'll never be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.